0: Now, NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio with Lee Whitting, whether you're listening on Talk Zone by podcast, through the archives of our ad-free shows on our YouTube channel, or connected through the incredible content of our Facebook page. Our guest today, Ann Fulkerson, grew up in foster homes and orphanages and was adopted three times. She also had two name changes by the age of seven. At the age of four, she did not speak a word and had what everyone else called a physical hearing problem. Because of those symptoms, the doctors misdiagnosed her as mentally retarded and deaf. She had surgeries on her ears throughout her young life to correct her physical hearing problem. But due to the drama going on around her, she chose to shut down emotionally as early as age one. She had no way of relating to the outside world. To this day, Anne believes the hearing loss was due to not wanting to hear anyone around her. It became a choice to survive and to block out the noise of the outside world. She was endlessly bullied in school. And by the age of 14, she put a gun to her head and was ready to commit suicide. But she was stopped. By a mysterious voice. Anne describes the voice as having the quality of a gentle, clear telephone connection radiating from somewhere within her or beyond the bedroom wall. The voice spoke with great conviction. Not today. Today is not your day. I have big plans for you. Anne is the author of the book, The Voice That Matters, The Voice of the Soul, written under the name of Anne-Marie Bartolovi. And welcome to NDE Radio.
1: Thank you. It's a blessing to be here.
0: Uh, it's a blessing to have you. And you write that God had other plans for you that day, but later wrote that you began having a relationship with The Voice. So tell us about The Voice and how that relationship developed.
1: Well, after that experience, The Voice seemed to be with me, and I was aware of it. I was aware curiously that I could ask a question, and I would get an answer. But it would come—it would come with like um, a knowing, um, intuitive knowing. I would say it felt like the answer, or it might come in a vision or just a really a feeling. Um, or I could just sit with a pen in a paper and ask a question, and I would say, you know, I would have a problem, whatever it might be, you know, and I would ask the question, and the answer would just come out. Um, It wasn't my mind thinking about it. There was a, a peace and an openness, a curiosity that just came through with it.
0: I think you're right that it uh, came to you through whispers, feelings, symbols, and visions. I thought that was interesting. What sort of visions do you remember?
1: Um, It might just be a vision of me riding a bike or whatever the question might be. Like, uh, what would I like to do? I started playing with the voice and getting curious. More curiosity became there. Um, So it, it was just like when what I would see little young kids playing and having fun. um, I just got curious with it and began to have fun with it.
0: And you also wrote, the voice was me. My soul was communicating to me. When did you figure that out?
1: Um, It was a process. Um, I knew at that early age what everybody was talking about, God. I never understood what God was, but I knew that that was God. But I just wasn't sure what God was (laughs) and how to describe what God was. But what I was taught God was that wasn't my experience. But I knew that this voice knew me intimately. And I just had a feeling that it was God. Well, now what I didn't understand at that point was it was also me. It
0: was the I am of me. Yes. So right after this, I mean, you'd been uh, bullied and you'd gone through a, a terrible childhood, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But you suddenly developed such um, confidence in yourself that you went down a, a huge concrete slope on a skateboard, something <laughs> you would never have tried <laughs> before that. Tell us about that uh, oh, change in your was... character.
1: Well... When I put the gun down, I made a deal. Well, when I heard the voice, I made it, I literally made a deal with the voice because I was so shocked that the voice wasn't Anne, and I knew that. Wasn't Anne that was gonna kill herself, the Anne that was suffering and struggling in life, that I just didn't wanna get another day older. That wasn't the voice I heard. So I made a deal with the voice that I heard. As I dropped to my knees, I listened and I heard, I said, okay, all right. I'm gonna give you till next Thursday. And if next Thursday, my life doesn't get better, I'm coming back to get the gun because I'm not scared. And, you know, again, it was like a little part of me wanted a little control over this voice, I guess. Like, all right, I'm gonna negotiate here. But the amazing thing was my life incredibly changed that week. Yeah, I was changed. And so curiosity continued, and um, I stayed connected. Mm-hmm. Usually, when I just wanted or needed something, or <laughs> I was just got myself into a problem.
0: <laughs> well, you somehow or other had you done any skateboarding before? Because uh, you picked up a skateboard and went down this, this, uh, definitely a uh, steep <laughs> concrete thing and, and impressed all the kids in school so that they well, stopped bullying you.
1: Yeah. I love the skateboard. The skateboard was like my piece. Um, but I would never go down that hill prior to that. Um, all the other kids attempted it, you know, and, you know, especially the, the males, <laughs> but I would never touch it. But this day I just felt like superwoman. And I got on it and trusted that I would make it to the bottom. And trust is one of the biggest keys in life.
0: Yes. We are going to jump through a huge portion of your life, which is actually described in the book. But I did want to acknowledge that you have a son named Mark, who at a very young age told you, Mom, I love you as big as the universe. I had to put that quote in. (laughs) <laughs> how old was he when he said that?
1: Oh, he was about five years old.
0: Oh, lovely. And it, was,
1: it was incredible, amazing. Like, I'm on the phone. He tells me on the phone. And I have it on a recording still on a cassette tape to this day. Oh,
0: nice. Yes, yeah, so
1: is that not amazing that that would happen that way? And I just thought, how huge is that? Hmm. Like, who says that? <laughs> <laughs> at that age, it just ran chills through my spine. Like, that is so big.
0: So now we're, uh, we're at uh, March of 2015, when you have your near-death experience. Now, how old are you at that point?
1: I'm at 50 years
0: old. Okay, so we just jumped a whole lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what our listeners are fascinated by. And uh, I guess it begins, you were at a poker tournament with your boyfriend at the time and uh and but you weren't feeling well and you came you you were feeling sick why don't you take it from there
1: okay i was at a poker tournament and i was at the final table and i just began to feel anxious really a lot of heat just like i didn't feel good i wasn't sure what it was but i knew i didn't feel good i mentioned it excuse me I mentioned it to my boyfriend and he thought it was just because I was nervous, getting to the poker, you know, the final table, which I'd been many times. Hmm. So also, I got a text from my girlfriend who said that there was a new law out um, and I don't watch TV or the news. And she does. That said that there was a new law stating that anybody adopted around 65 until the present time, where my adoption was a closed adoption. So lock sealed, I couldn't get into anything. Um, My health records, my biological family name or anything. So at this time, anybody that was still alive was required to go and register um, at the state so that I could find them if I wanted to, but they had to register. That was the new law that came into place, 2015. Um, She briefly texted that night and I went home from the poker tournament, went to bed, and I had the most vivid dream. I woke up in this dream that was so vivid and real as if I was there, it was so intense. And it was Jesus getting crucified on the cross. And the Romans were sticking a huge railroad nail that was so big and wide, crossing his legs and pounding it through his legs and his arms. And I was so horrified. And I woke up screaming, street grief stricken i was just horrified and shocked um at how other humans can do this to each other it was just it broke my heart i cried hysterically i could not believe you know we've heard this story but i was there and i just it was so shocking i've I've had dreams before, but this was like, I was there. Mm. And so I get up a couple hours later, my girlfriend knocks on the door and she has this little article and she goes and lays it on my table. And we usually have coffee in the morning, not every morning, but so this morning she lays it on the table. I don't read it. I'm just you know, getting our coffee. I happen to sit down and we start talking about my childhood. Um, And then I start having these chest pains and my heart is hurting and it feels so contracted and it goes on for a little while. And all of a sudden I can't breathe. I'm dizzy, I'm getting cold. I I tell her I have to go lay down on the ground because I just don't feel good. And she was a nurse's assistant. So she worked for a nurse's assistant place. So I had never really experienced anything what I was going through. So at this time, she decides she's going to go up in my bedroom and get some pillows. And I was shivering. And so she went and got a heating blanket. I lay down in the middle of the room and my arms, I noticed were surrendered just like Jesus in the dream. Mm. I was surrendered. I was in a surrender position with my legs up. And as everything started to unfold, I was cold as ice. I couldn't get warm. And The pain is intense and it just feels like this truck is sitting on my chest. I can't really breathe. I'm losing consciousness. I'm going in and out of this waves of bliss and peace are just washing over me. And like, it seems like it's simultaneously, I'm coming back into the pain and I'm aware of my environment, but yet I'm aware of inside and outside, and everything's happening. Um, I can tell my girlfriend's frantic, and she's getting ready to call the paramedics. At the same time, I'm surrendered on the ground, on my floor, and the blessing, and the peace is washing over me. I'm in pain. She's. Frantic, this is all going on at the same time. And I hear a voice mm. say, lay there and take it. And I realize I better lay there and take it because something is happening. And I'm not sure what it is, but I better lay here and surrender and take it. So that's what I did. Mm. Meanwhile, this is all happening very quickly, too. Meanwhile, I realize I have to get my girlfriend on board with me. And I have to get her to understand that I don't want anybody here because whatever's happening, I really feel like it needs to just unfold organically without, I just didn't want anybody else in the room with me. Something big was happening. Um, And so I went to go grab the phone from her and I realized I was paralyzed at this point, and I couldn't move. At this point, I, I freak out, and I say, oh, my God, I can't move. And I asked her if she would not call the squad. And she looked at me. I said, if this was my last wish, being my friend, can you understand? That's what I'm asking. Can you understand that we don't understand what's going on right now? And can you just not call? And she wouldn't look at me. So as the bliss and the peace is washing over me, I hear her tell me that she's calling my boyfriend. And at this point, I out of my body. And she puts the phone on my shoulder so that when she calls, I can either hear or whatever, um, listen. And at some time I could listen and hear as it would go. Um, she's upset because at the time I didn't know it was because her father had died in a heart, of a heart attack in her arms. Now looking back at it, I understand, but she was frantic. And she said she had to go home, get her blood pressure medicine. And I suppose the only thing she figured she could do was just to let me go. And she left my my apartment. And sometime, Probably either before she left, as she left, I don't know, but it went black. And um, I started seeing all these shadows and these dancing, this dancing energy and this movement, and these shadows would appear. And then I could sense there was like a shadow of a little girl. And this energy was showing me that I had hurt this little girl. I caused her pain and I felt this hurt and pain so intensely as if it was my own, but this energy was going back and forth between showing me, it was just circulating back and forth, back and forth. This energy was going and it was just showing me that I was receiving this hurt and pain. It's what I was giving and that one of us had to one of us could change it and when i got that the energy started moving again but it immersed me in this blackness and it brought me into this place of this i am this one pointed awareness it was so intense it brought me into this place where I am one, I am. Everything is here now, but I am this nowness. I am this everything.
0: The, this other girl that you were exchanging energy with, was that yourself? Or was you know, that-
1: I never really have inquired to it and now's probably a good time, but I wasn't <laughs> sure. And that's really, that's, that's some good stuff to start asking and, you know, really diving into because I took it as it was someone else, but it very well could have been me because it's what I learned from that was there is nothing that we don't give to ourselves. What we're giving out energetically, whether it's a word, a thought, a feeling, a judgment, it's it, I'm feeling it. Regardless, it came from me and it got sent from me and it's coming back to me. It's all the same. Yes. I really got that. And it wasn't anything I was taught on earth. It was, you know, shown to me dying.
0: Were you still in your body at this point? You'd been out of no. your body when your friend was still there.
1: Yes, I could see her on the, in, in the kitchen. She went in the kitchen.
0: Mm. But are you, where are you at this point?
1: I'm, I'm just out on the, on the floor out.
0: Okay. But I. she has
1: already left.
0: Yes. So that you're experiencing this uh, exchange with the little girl from within your body.
1: Yes. Within, wherever that takes place at.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) I
1: I, I haven't figured that one out yet, (laughs) but yes, within my consciousness, Mm -hmm. it was a shadow.
0: And did you still have that feeling of surrender that you said you'd assumed that position of surrender?
1: You know, when I came back, I do have it, but honestly, it was so intense, probably for the first three years when I came back.
0: No, I meant right then and at that point. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you were at peace with dying. I was. Okay.
1: I wasn't sure I was dying at that time. I I had a feeling I might be having a heart attack, but I wasn't absolutely sure.
0: Okay. So then what happened?
1: When I became immersed in I am, the one-pointed awareness, it just engulfed me and showed me so intensely in every fiber of my being that I am the now awareness. That's all there is. It's right here, right now. And I felt it so intensely. And I knew it with every fiber of my being. That I am one with everything. And I am that. I am that. I am the oneness of the whole universe. But I am only here now.
0: When you were talking about the energy of giving and receiving, and that it was really the same energy was that uh, because there's a um, suggestion of duality in that that you're giving and you're receiving yeah. implies there's another source or a source, uh, and yet uh, the um, the oneness that you're talking about is true as well. I I believe so. How do you how do you see those two working?
1: <laughs> I love your questions. These are really good. It is. The giving and the receiving, I am talking from the mind is separation, duality. It's really just the oneness. In reality, it is the same energy. There is no disconnect there.
0: So on one level, I mean, we're all multi-dimensional or multi-physical beings that also represent oneness. Yes. Yeah. When we give, we're giving to ourselves. When we receive, we're receiving from ourselves.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Okay. I got you. I
1: understood that. Okay.
0: You use the example of if you had a million dollars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: You said, I had this realization, if I'm not able to give another one, a million dollars, how am I going to be open to receiving a million dollars? But that just is a flow that is there regardless. Yes. That, yes. That, You could give it as well as receive it if you're of a loving nature.
1: It's What I've understood is it's the openness
0: Mm.
1: of the receiving and the giving. Because most of the time, the mind is in duality of taking and receiving. Mm. And there's a difference of taking and giving.
0: And in the text, I think at this point, you mentioned do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which is the circle, which is complete in that. In other words, that's, that's what we've been talking about right along.
1: And ever since I was a little girl, I, nobody, I don't think anybody ever taught me that, but there was always a sense of, I wouldn't want somebody lying to me. So I'm not going to lie to another person or for some, somehow I got that message somehow, Hmm. but I, I, really started living my life that way from a really early age
0: you uh say at one point you're surrounded by blackness and you were aware of an ever-present pure intense one-pointed focal point of awareness <laughs> where everything is happening now you started to talk about now talk a little more about nowness and this focal point
1: everything is happening now i was shown that it everything was surrounding me it was i was the center of the universe i am this now awareness and i did have a little vision of an eye but it's kind of hard to describe it other than i knew that i was the i am i was the all there wasn't anything that i wasn't and it was all happening right now, the ever-present moment of now was all there is, ever was, and ever will be. And I'm, the identity of Anne is just shifting attention into different places. And, but the I am is always here right now. Present and allowing everything that's happening to be happening. It doesn't change what I am. In the Bible, the I am that I am, it's the part of you that I was shown never shifts, always present, always there
0: so if that's the case i mean love is usually at least on earth we interpret it as love for another love for another person love for god love for a pet like the little cat that we'll talk about later on and yet if they're all the same i am or isness you know i don't have any answer if we are misunderstanding the nature of love, if it's just a deep caring for another aspect of ourselves?
1: Yeah. The love that I talk of is, and I'll get into a little bit later, what I was shown, is not the emotion love, which is what humans describe. Like when I say I love my cat or I love my husband, that's an emotional love. But the very substance of the universe, what people call God, is love. And in the Bible, there are many verses. God is love. Peace be still and know that I am God. Ye are gods. Many more. So God is love.
0: Yeah. I guess the question I'm thinking of. If God is love, was it mandatory for God to make the creation, to make otherness, so that that love could be completely expressed?
1: Well, this is going to go into a deep conversation here. Well, this takes us back to Adam and Eve, actually, when Adam, what did Adam do?
0: Well, Adam was created to be a gardener. He needed a mate. God found that there were no animals that fit his needs so he created out of adam (laughs) Mm -hmm. he took they i think the bible says a rib but other places it says split adam in half Mm -hmm. and created eve and so that was uh we assume there was a love there and they came out of the same thing so that's i mean that was a love for adam was loving another part of himself as as was eve
1: but the fall from the the garden was they wanted to make it better. They wanted to find something better. So the mind, which is built on duality and separation from God, and that's the fall.
0: Now, at one point you had, as the I am, you had a sense that you were the universe. Yes. But that you were at one point? Yes. And everything flowed around this one point. Yes. And you say this one point being my awareness, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a very interesting observation.
1: We are the observers. The I am is the observer.
0: And it was perfect.
1: It was perfect.
0: (laughs) Created
1: (laughs) in the perfect image of God. Mm -hmm. It was everything that existed was perfection. And there was no lacking. I'm glad you're guiding me along here because there was so much to my new death. Um, so there was no lacking. There was only perfection. And I knew this intimately. I felt it. It was so intense. I have everything. I had everything. There was nothing to want. There was nothing that I didn't have. It was so clear to me. I have everything. I was this perfection. I am this perfection. Everyone is. And I knew it.
0: You also said, I became aware of what we call miracles, are just manifestations within this place of awareness beyond the conditioned mind. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, the silence. It was a pure, it was like a void, a nothingness a blackness stillness everythingness it's hard to describe it mm-hmm. but everything existed yet nothing it was a nothingness to it and it was the perfection of everything
0: which is something the conditioned mind can't comprehend
1: it's so hard to describe what i experienced this place i knew that this is the place where Jesus manifested miracles. And it was this place where He didn't he didn't go bag, he didn't go, he just knew that it was already given.
0: And then you write, after digesting this wisdom deeply within, then suddenly I became engulfed and embraced by this loving golden light. So tell us about that.
1: Yes, this liquid golden love embraced itself around me. I became immersed in it, embraced. It was this liquid golden loving light. And it just kept circulating around and around and around, like around my body. And it just held me in the most indescribable loving embrace nothing I had ever experienced before. And this liquid love just kept holding me and all my fears, all of my worries, anything that I was feeling at the time, which was, you know, confusion, whatever, fear, it just continued to circulate around me. It seemed like it was moving around me like an aura, perhaps. And it just kept moving and moving. And it, It felt like it was there for quite a while, and it just kept moving. The more that it just circulated and held me, and I could feel its loving presence. It was so intense. I could feel it. And so, again, I got curious with it. Is this God? Yes. This is you. This is light. This is love it just kept circulating round and round and holding me, it was holding me in this space. And the more curious I got, it, was, it felt like it knew me intimately. And that's where I asked, is this God? Yes, it's just holding me. And it just feels like the best way I could describe it is, somebody holding you that you know that totally accepts you as you are and loves you it's the most intense love it's holding you just as you are Mm -hmm. and it was such an intimate embrace and the more that i got curious with it i observed it knew me intimately and it knew that I needed to be held like that. And it just continued. And it just kept continuing to swirl around me and holding me in this liquid, I call it golden liquid light, love.
0: You, you wrote that it had begun moving through my body in a figure eight flow, which is yes. really, which is also the sign of infinity if you put an eight on its side.
1: I didn't know that until after I looked it up. <laughs> I was like, what was that going through my body like that? Yeah, um, And it was, it, it went through my body and it felt like so peaceful that it seemed to know that it was finished with me. So much there for that.
0: You go on to say it embraced all my judgments of life about others and myself anything i had done or felt i didn't do for others or myself was being yeah. embraced in this love which must yeah. be like total forgiveness yes understanding and forgiveness
1: mm-hmm. it was like holding that love and hold the love was holding everything and given space for it to be as it was it it was so beautiful and i can still feel it <laughs>
0: So you asked, is this God, or are you God? And the voice said, yes, that's you, God, love, light. (laughs) So these are all, I take it to mean that all are one and the same?
1: All the same.
0: You, God, love, and light.
1: Yes, we do. We use different words as humans for the same thing.
0: And you quote, return to the Father's house, seek ye first the (laughs) kingdom of heaven and all things shall be given to you. Mm-hmm. Love is the greatest of all. Out of the mouth the heart speaks. Love casteth out all fear. And you said at that point, I had a deep inner knowing I was being shown what to do for myself and others. So this is, is this something that you feel you've, you've carried into your life after this experience?
1: Yes, definitely. I feel that's why I came back. Um, and I can share a little bit more of that after the last, uh, the last wisdom, we'll just call it that, but yes, <laughs> okay. I feel like I've, I've come back to, uh, I had, I had come back to help myself, but now it's, there is no separation. So, so when I help myself, I'm helping everyone around me.
0: Yes. You also said as the messages were downloading within me, so you were getting Knowledge as well as this understanding, or maybe it's, I guess it would be one and the same. Yeah. You say I would get it, and deeper wisdom would continue to unfold. Yes. So you're looking deeper into this meaning.
1: Yeah. I had written some of this, I went back like two or three after, two or three years afterwards, because I would, I would get these downloads, and it was just like somebody was downloading something through me. And, um, I didn't realize at the time, of course, that those were wisdoms and how to live life afterwards.
0: Mm. Could you or, give us some examples of what what got downloaded to you?
1: Um. Well, I I write them throughout, um, the pe- the paper I sent you. So yes. Um. Some so I kind of intertwined it, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's all connected. So, it, <laughs> if, if it sounds repetitive, it's because it's it, it's meant to be repeated because that's the it's the one truth that has to be understood more and more uh, intuitively and intensely. I think that's I think that's what we're driving at here. I mean, yeah. everyone says God is love, but how deeply are you going to look at that understanding, and, and how deeply are you going to uh, define love?
1: And. Um... Again, I just, I feel that interaction has really um, here with us is really helping the understanding of that. Because a lot of times we want to understand from the mental, the mind, and that's not the love I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The love I'm talking about is that you just sit with yourself and become aware of yourself. And beyond all your thoughts, all your feelings, inside of it all is the knowing. So it's 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 really hard to describe it through the mental and to understand it. It's more it's experiential. Yes.
0: You said also a movie reel appeared at one point in front of you. So what what was on the movie reel? <laughs>
1: Now, after I saw the vastness of the universe, the oneness that I am, and that we all are, um, I was shown the infinite universe and that I was it. It was me. There was no separation. I was it all. I was everywhere at all times. Now, the mind can't understand that, but I experienced it. I felt it. I knew it um and then after i experienced this the energy would always move and i would be shown shadows and um i could interact and have a relationship almost with whatever was happening so the energy if it was showing me shadows dancing i would get curious about it and so after i was shown The infinite expansive universe that i was that i am i became a movie reel appeared in in front of me Mm -hmm. and these shadows were dancing and it was entertaining i was like hmm Mm -hmm. what is this and boom a movie reel of like a, a free spring and It was shadows of what appeared to be a woman with a little baby on her hip and a man. So again, they were shadows. So I couldn't make out who they were, but I had a a knowing of who they were. And the baby was me at six months old. And it seemed to be the woman was my mother, biological. And the man. Seemed to be from Children's Services. And they were, there were loud signs. There were people screaming, no, no, no. And as I heard this, I'm just curious about it all. And I hear this loud no and the screaming. And all of a sudden, I have this revelation that I've been screaming no my whole entire life. Like my whole life has been a one big no. I never liked any of my life, how any of it happened. I judged it, hated it. I wanted it to be different. I wished it was other than what it was. And I had this revelation I've been screaming no my whole entire life and i've been doing this i wonder if i would have said yes to my whole life if my life would have been different mm. and i gotta absolutely it would have been different it would have been all different wow and as soon as i have that revelation it, it just like it was simmering in every cell of my being. And as if I just got it, like, wow, like, wow, that's a life changer. So after I have this revelation, I hear this really loud click, like Dorothy clicking her heels.
0: <laughs>
1: that's the best way to describe it. And it felt like, you know, it was coming in my head area. And all of a sudden, I'm back in my body, I'm patting myself down, screaming at, at this time, my girlfriend is also coming back into my apartment, walking towards my apartment, and I can see her. And I know she's coming back. So a lot of things are happening simultaneously. Well, let's just say the whole world's happening simultaneously. And <laughs> we're just not able to see it. So... I can see her coming back. I know she's getting ready to enter my apartment, but as she enters, I hear this loud click in my head and I'm back in my body patting myself down. Now I'm astonished that I'm moving and I'm patting myself down screaming, I'm alive, I'm alive. And excitement to to share everything I've experienced. I wanted to share it all. I'm like, come on, come sit down. I want to share it with you. And she's just like dumbfounded. She's <laughs> upset. She's angry. She's a lot of things. And she's not, she does not want me to share with her. <laughs> and pretty much to this day, I nah, can't talk about it. She doesn't want to have anything to do with it.
0: Well, despite the revelations you'd received, you say it's, it was like coming back to hell. and you write a few days later I mentioned to a friend and asked him to please take me to a mental hospital I said I don't feel right I feel screwed up nothing makes sense anymore and he said no I'm not they won't ever let you out (laughs) (laughs) and then you laughed about it which was
1: yeah (laughs) yeah but I was very suicidal when I came back I came back with all this love and I had I just felt so much love. There wasn't nothing that was going to bother me. And it's a good thing because my whole physical world fell apart.
0: Yeah. You said I, your, your fiance left you. You had no car, no job, no money, and you had to live with a friend.
1: Yeah. I was homeless. I couldn't pay my rent. I couldn't even walk across the room. It took me several months to get back to being healthy.
0: Wow. Yeah, Yeah. you say i felt like i'd lost my mind
1: oh yeah
0: tell us about your 20 year old cat what that was about
1: oh boy (laughs) he came after i came back i noticed that just out of the blue he started not eating he was withering away he was just his kidneys were shutting down he wasn't drinking he wasn't eating I was doing everything I could to feed him and keep him alive. And just one day I was sitting looking at him and I just basically surrendered him. And I said, you can go if you want to go. If you want to stay, stay. If you want to go, go. But I saw the perfection in him. And again, this is a hard thing to describe because it's a word. And I'm trying to describe this feeling of perfection. It was, so this feeling of perfection, I could still experience it after coming back. So I literally just placed him in this perfection that I experienced. Now, this is where it gets a little mind boggling. (laughs) I was feeding him through a syringe, but that night he was eating on his own. He came back to life. It was as if, well, what was happening? Was I projecting this? There's no separation. So when I was afraid, I did not want him to die. I was literally projecting that onto him. Mm -hmm. So if we're feeling each other, which we are, He was filling my fear, and he was acting from that place. Or was he?
0: Well, you're right. I chose to see his perfection through his seemingly imperfection in that moment. I connected to the black void within myself, the place where I felt the perfection. And unbelievable, I swear, he became perfect, as I claimed. I love that.
1: That caused a little problem for me because the identity of Anne. Yes. Gets in the way. <laughs> and wants to claim. That's where Jesus talks about the humility hmm. and resting in the in the presence of God.
0: Well, if you're me. if you're a channel, if you're a channel for God for for that energy that it's not it's not an ego thing at all. Right. It's not and it's I am. You say you and the cat were in an energy exchange of life and death with each other. And I guess we both decided to stick around for a while longer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's 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 the deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you came to a deal with your cat. Let's see there was one other thing that I thought was interesting. You had an ability after this to predict what cards were going to come up next. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about that.
1: (laughs) I played poker professionally throughout this time period. I literally was able to provide for myself and play poker. And after my near death, I started noticing when the cards would come across the table, I wouldn't know what they were, let's say one or both of them. And I would look at, I would just happen to look at the cards and I knew that I was getting pocket jacks or one jack and I would look at my cards and I would go, whoa, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Well, and, and so my friend, We would play together a lot, and I would tell him, and he was very fascinated and wanted to listen about my near death. And I would share with him that up jacks. He's like, you better not talk about this. So we're going to kick you out. um So I would know what was coming, what it was going to be when I got him, and I was always right. I was so amazed, and the best description of. It's been almost eight years in March in 2023. It'll be eight years. And here's the really interesting thing. I felt so much love and I had those abilities of that oneness and that knowing and that connection when I came back. And then what I started to notice after three, three four years was, I was like, where's the love's like disappearing where's it going you know mm. and that would take me down another journey
0: you wrote when the time comes we all will be faced with opening our hearts and living from our hearts instead of our heads and i believe that is our individual and global journey we are just about out of time and i'd love to uh I'd love to go, go on with this, but perhaps you could tell folks if they wanted to get your book, how they could do that.
1: Well, at the moment, if anyone's interested in it, overallbody at yahoo.com, it was privately published and looking for another publisher at this time. So if you'd like a copy, I'll send you a PDF of it.
0: Oh, that's very nice. That's lovely. How will I get in touch with you again?
1: overall body
0: at At, yahoo at yahoo okay well my thanks to Anne for sharing her story and if you want that book the voice that matters the voice of the soul that's how you can get it Anne, thank you so much for doing the show with me today if listeners would like to hear this show again or any of our more than 470 archived ad-free nde interviews Go to Talk Zone's NDE Radio site and hit the past Shows button or go to our YouTube channel, NDE Radio with Lee Whitting, where you can subscribe to and comment on the complete NDE Radio library. Check out our NDE Radio Facebook page. Just search NDE Radio with Lee Whitting on your Facebook app and listen again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern at Talk Zone for more NDE Radio. I'm your host, Lee Whitting, saying thanks for listening.